Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Becky. So happy to be here. I <laughs> am so excited to talk to you about this uh, book. Um, book one of this series was our August Drunk Book Club pick, and I have not gone down a series rabbit hole like this since Bootleg Springs. It's so good. <laughs> so good. I finished the series. I had not read the series before, before Drunk Book Club book, and then I couldn't stop reading them. And why are there only five? <laughs> right? Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Beautifully Broken Life by Katherine Cowell. This is book two in the Sutter Lake series now have you read Catherine's books before no okay no okay so i had confused sister her friend Colleen hoover i didn't i had been confused um i'd read colleen hoover it, i hadn't preferred her so i just assumed that Catherine cows was the same and i don't know why and i regret <laughs> that choice yeah <laughs> horrible life choice <laughs> <laughs> there are like her current series that she's releasing this year. Oh, oh goodness, friend. Like I cannot recommend this author enough. And there's some pieces to her writing that are not typical for me, but there are other pieces that just speak to my soul. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So uh, read us the synopsis from Goodreads. She's on the run. Tessa has finally found a safe haven in Sutter Lake, hidden in, hiding in plain sight, just as long as no one asks too many questions. He can't escape. Liam knows better than anyone how one wrong word, a single whisper, can ruin a life. After seeing the darker side of fame, he's desperate to retreat and find his voice again. Two people from opposite worlds brought together by a connection neither expected, but the forces they're both running from still lurk in the shadows, and you never know when they might strike. So the release date on this is June 25th of 2019. Um, tropes are small town, he's a rock star, hiding in plain sight, slow burn. Um, it is romantic suspense, but it is not heavy in romantic suspense. Like, guns are not a-blazing. No, it's, it's, it's dark, it has elements of darkness, but it's not an overall dark story. It's very, for this kind of story, it's very light. Yeah. Overall, like there, there are elements, but it's not start, like start to finish. There's so much jam packed in these books. So much, <laughs> it's so much goodness. Um, okay. So the series name is Sutter Lake. This is book two. It is a series of standalone. Each book in the series is a different couple. Previous couples do make appearances in the books, but these absolutely do stand on their own. Because funny story, I read book five, like over a year ago, <laughs> and then read book one through four <laughs> this last week. They're so good. <laughs> They're so good. Uh, put out percentages, 68%. Content warnings, uh, past domestic violence is mentioned. Stalker. And there's kidnapping. Becky's anyway. 
It's my love language. Um, At least in book form. <laughs> in book form. So let's talk about Tessa. Um, she was a fierce character. Very. I loved her. I love... So these heroines in this entire series are fierce. They do not let their circumstances define who they are. They're all, a lot of them are finding a fresh start um, from deeply traumatic pasts. And they're just really good people. Like the kind of people you'd want in your life in real life. No, they're hardworking. They are there for friends. Um, even though they are kind of sheltering secrets, there's this deep like need to be a part of community, a part of something. And so they give what they can. And it was really, I just really love all of them. And I think Te Tessa really spoke to me out of all of them because the courage she had to use to leave, you know, her former fiance who was abusing her given her history, I just feel like that was so powerful. That just really spoke to who she was. Yeah, it, it really did, especially because she'd left once and then this was her second attempt. Yeah. And it's, it's very, and it's a very intense story, but the way that she handles it people don't know exactly what she's on the run from. And one of the common themes across the heroines or whoever in the story is a deeply traumatic past is that while they have this traumatic past, they don't let it impact their capacity to communicate and behave like an adult. They do realize when their past or the circumstances need to be communicated to the people in their lives that it may impact. And they do so. They, they do not let it hold them back from being fully present in their relationship. Um, I mean, it's a romance. So there's always conflict of some kind in the relationship, but um, I just really like communication is such a pet peeve of mine in romance, especially when they're older, like in their later 20s yeah. <laughs> or older. <laughs> um, I think at that point, you should know how to communicate what you're feeling. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. How um, to erect boundaries and work within them without being a complete you know, jackass, uh, <laughs> are also good. And one of the things that around Tessa that I thought was like really impactful is she was a foster child. Her mother died during childbirth. She had no one. Like she had no one. Raised in the foster care system, goes to college. Her ex is her college boyfriend. He abuses her. The only thing she's ever known was him. But she knew that she couldn't stay and she left and she moved across the freaking country to a place that she just had a very small, random connection to. And I'm not going to spoil that. Um, but it was just it's magic. This book is magic. I love that they're all titled Beautifully Something because the stories are just absolutely beautiful, like start to finish there's it's just I also like well and I so Catherine Cowell herself is from the Pacific Northwest and she writes her books in the Pacific Northwest and I love that I love that she's not trying to write um 
you know, the East Coast or the South or something like that. She is writing what she knows. So the mountains and one of the things that's an important piece for Tessa is the wild horses. She connects to them very much. And her boss, um, holy crap, her name just left my Jensen. head. Jensen. Uh, I was going to say little Jane. I'm like, wait, Jensen. <laughs> um, Jensen is her boss at the tea shop, but Jensen also has a wild horse rescue. And um, Tessa, you know, connects to the horses and she sees these souls of these horses that have, you know, their life isn't what they thought it was going to be and are now, you know, confined to this refuge. And she just has a gentleness about her. And it really comes out when she has those moments with the horses. Yeah. And she has a special horse Phoenix that she's connected with. And I love that the horse is named Phoenix because like Tessa's experience in the book is very much a heroine rising from the ashes of her circumstances. Her life is literally ashes at this point. Yeah. (laughs) And just becoming this person, like she's becoming this person that she was meant to be. And she's never had that space before. And it's just, it's so refreshing. So it really is. So let's, let's talk about (laughs) Liam (laughs) because he's a pretty great character. There was, I think when I think Liam, I think honest and hardworking and emotionally available. Yes. Like he had reasons to not like open himself up because so Liam's a rock star. He's been a rock star for a very long time, but he's running from something too. He has had a interaction with a fan and it was horrible and scarring. And he is just not feeling the rock star lifestyle. No. And you see in the first book too, he's a caretaker at heart. He cares deeply about the people in his life. And when he connects with someone, he doesn't try to shy away from that connection. He is all in, all in. Um, and that's so refreshing. You don't always get that with heroes, especially a hero like Liam, who's been what through all the things that he's been through and going through currently, like to be in those kinds of circumstances and to overcome them and not let it hold you back from the things that you want, especially in a romantic space. Um, that's just, you don't get to see a lot of heroes like this in romance. I don't You think. don't. And that's one of the things that this whole series is really great with. The men are caretakers and they're all in and they're emotionally available. And it's actually the women that are kind of saying, Hey, now, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about you. And it's the guys that are like, I'm in, come on, let's go. And Liam knows that Tess is a little timid and he just puts himself in her presence constantly. (laughs) She's the baker. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. On the record, I licked him first. Oh. (laughs) Officially on the record, Lindsay has claimed Liam 
as which her I own. rarely do. I rarely do that. They, <laughs> I don't have, I have like three book boyfriends and Liam's one of them. So this whole Actually, series is nothing but book boyfriends though. And I think yeah. it's because they're all really great guys. They're all really emotionally available. They all have this caring heart and there's never this dark moment between them. There's no, like, because there's even an interaction between Liam and the town hussy, Bridget. Oh and Tess, Tessa doesn't, like, she's not jealous. She's not mad. She's like, that's my dude. Get your hands off. And puts her in her place. And there's no drama. The drama in Catherine's books are very much outside. It's They're outside forces. forces that the hero and heroine and their support system work together to overcome and it brings them closer together. And it, this goes back to something that I really feel strongly about in romance. So much of the story, so much of the conflict should help reinforce the HEA. And you see a lot of times the conflict between the hero and heroine, it's resolved so quickly at the end of the story that they're left on unshaky on shaky ground and it's a little hard to buy into the HEA. There's none of that here. Like when you get the HEA with these stories, it is rock solid. Um, oh, like they've built a yeah. foundation. Um, emotionally, they're moving at very fast paces for themselves and their circumstances. So they work to overcome that. Um, but, you know, it's just so good. The way that these books are written and the way the conflict is written, like the, every single story, the characters and their support system are working together um, to figure things out. And every single character has an important role in the overall arc of the series. So even yeah. though they're standalones, like you see, like we meet, um, just an example, we meet Walker first in the first book. He is critical to every single story. If you don't meet Walker first, then you don't really understand like why he's so important in the rest well, of the story. And there's other side characters too. There's Walker's grandmother, his mom <laughs> and his dad. And actually his mom and dad, even though they are not of relation to Liam and they are not of a relation to Tessa, they actually play a very key part to this story. And again, I'm not spoiling it, but it is, it matters Family matters. And this is like the great blend of blood family and found family in these, in this series and in these stories. Um, okay. So the chemistry in this book, I did say it's a slow burn, but the chemistry is amazing. It is tangible. You are feeling Liam's pull towards Tessa. You feel Tessa fighting against the attraction because she just doesn't know if it's safe. There's a care and a gentleness to this chemistry, but it is there and it is engaging and it is intense. And, it, and when they happen, they burn the pages. They really do. It is, it does not read like slow burn because of how much happens in these stories. No. Because you're getting their backstories. You're learning about the situations that they're in. And overall, considering how plot thick these books are, they're really not as long as you'd think for a, a story like this. There, There's nothing excessive in here. Every single bit of this writing is pertinent to the story. Um, it's constantly moving the plot forward. There's no fluff. It's just so well written <laughs> yeah it really is um Catherine Cowell's writing 
It is poetic. She paints a beautiful picture. You can tell she loves where she lives because the scenes when they're sitting on the boulder and watching the sunset and the beauty of the mountains and, you know, as the horses are coming in, she paints a picture, but there's also an innocence to her words, like fresh dew kind of feel, but there's an edge lurking underneath and it is uniquely beautiful and I really adore her writing. It really captures the place. So I was actually in Oregon when I read the first two books in this series. And it just, I was on the coast, so I wasn't quite in the mountains. But the way she captures the Pacific Northwest is just so spot on. And I love the outdoors. I love the mountains. And the way she describes it, it just makes you feel at home in the story. Like yeah. she puts you right there. It's so good. It's so good. It really is. Um, okay. So, Lindsay, did you like this book? Yes, I loved it. <laughs> Same. I listened to the audiobooks for all. Um, I did some reading, but mostly I did the audio. Aaron Shedlock, who is a previous guest on the podcast, and Maxine Mitchell read the whole series. And at first I was a little like, hmm, okay. I liked that it was read by the same two people because it then had this storytelling feeling to it versus like story uh, end next one. Like even though they each stand alone, it just by both of them telling the story, the same voices, it really just kind of created this feel of storytelling and it was beautifully done and they both did an amazing job i thought i agree i love the audio the audio is so good for this whole series yeah Um, so very good um okay so who would typically like the book everyone i'm just kidding if you don't like the book i'm just I don't know. Um, What's wrong with you if you don't like the book? I don't know. Like, I was really surprised because it has a, like, I don't tend to like more emotional reads or more suspenseful reads. My brain capacity is really more in like the rom-com or like very low angst contemporary. Um, And I was like a total glutton for these books. I could not put them down. Um, I'm a huge fan. So I don't know. I, I don't know that I can be biased about who would like this book because I think just about everybody might. (laughs) I think that this is a book that if you are not sure you like romantic suspense or you don't want a lot of angst, but you don't mind an outside force, then try these books. If you're not one, I don't feel like these are emotional reads that rip your heart out. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of healing in these books. So if you want to experience a contemporary romance that does have some emotion, then try these books because she's not going to break you. She actually reaffirms love, reaffirms friendship, reaffirms family. There is a beauty to the way she tells her stories. Um, okay. Would you recommend this book? Yes. I recommend the whole series. <laughs> Same. I do not know why people are sleeping on Catherine Cowles because her books are amazing. I love them. I love so. them. Anyway. So amazing that I will actually probably be buying her paperbacks. And I I just moved across the country and got rid of over a hundred paperbacks. So I have like maybe 20 paperbacks total right now, most from Becky. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so the fact that I actually will buy her paperback should say everything. <laughs> yeah, I am. I and I tell you what, you should check out her wrecked series and her current series, um, Tattered Stars. Amazing, amazing. Um, okay. Do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email at thebees at bookcasingcoffee.com and we will add it to our TBRs. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us for this quick shot of romance. Thank you. So much fun chatting with you, Becky. Of course. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.